This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. It's our last day at the Village Church Q&A podcast with Dave Swanson. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. And uh, we had a feisty debate offline about um, <laughs> what were we talking about, how to raise kids generously, to, to be generous and God's role in that, our role in that. It was fun. So listen to yesterday's episode. And uh, it's fun because for once, we don't necessarily agree or necessarily disagree, but <laughs> we're able to kind of go at it. So I had a good time with you. I appreciate, again, your, your gracing and uh, how fun it is to argue with your brain. Uh, <laughs> but uh, today, I'm not sure where this question is going to land. Okay, <laughs> This is a fun one. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the question. And there is a little bit of context, I think, in terms of where this question comes from yep. in light of the broader Village Church Q&A podcast. So basically, the question is this. Um, my husband and I are married. And is it okay to get a legal divorce, but still stay spiritually married? Like we're living together. We're having sex together. We're doing our thing. We already share a home. But we're going to get a legal divorce because it lowers our health care costs in retirement. So I, I totally get the question, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they're attempting to find a legal loophole to save themselves money, mm -hmm. right? Which on the one hand, I appreciate that. Why give money to the government? <laughs> you don't have to give money to the government, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so this question has some context. And so in the past, uh, we have defined or attempted to define the idea of marriage, Okay. So I think it can be a little confusing because you have Jesus who finds this woman committing adultery and uh, he says, uh, you have, what is it, five husbands because she has five sexual partners. And if you just listen to that, it sounds like Jesus's idea of marriage is anybody you have sex with, you're married to, which we also know is not accurate. That's not technically what marriage is or what God intended it to be. Then you have another category of questions. Okay, what if I get married by the government but not the church? Am I married? So does God recognize the government? Like whatever the government does, they're the final say on what is and what is not marriage. Well, of course not. The church doesn't believe that government sanctions marriage. God sanctions marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what if I get married in the church but not the government, right? Am I married then? Uh, what role does government play at all? If government Does government play some role, no role? So John Piper has had a really helpful definition of marriage where he talked about um, really a couple aspects of marriage. Uh, marriage is uh, covenantal, meaning it happens before God. Marriage is cultural in that there are things that every culture um, understands marriage to be. And then number three, marriage is legal where the government acknowledges or does not acknowledge marriage for whatever purposes it wants to acknowledge it. And uh, I, I don't remember exactly what his final conclusion was, but I did appreciate the distinction because there's three aspects to how we understand somebody who's married. Mm -hmm. You get married before God in the church if you're a Christian. You get married before the government, but then there are things that culturally you do. So if you're married, you have a wedding band, which is a communication of marriage. If you see a guy who's married and he doesn't have a wedding band, it actually typically communicates negatively. Now, there might be legit reasons. It might be his work prevents him from doing it, different things like that. He might have broken it. There's a million reasons why he might not, but mm -hmm. typically— it, it doesn't always look good on a man who doesn't wear a wedding ring, right? We're on the same page so far? We agree. Yeah. So the question here is, okay, what if I'm a Christian and I'm going to uh, have the uh, – before the government, I'm going to be divorced. Mm -hmm. But I'm not spiritually divorced. I'm not leaving my husband. We're still faithful. We're still under the covenant before God. And I get to save money, not pay the government money. Like what's wrong with that? Like 
Why would I give the government money when I don't need to? And they've left me a legal loophole that allows me to get away from it. Is that still marriage? And this is, I'm just going to put my two cents in and then balls in your court, bro. Good luck <laughs> on this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. What's your two cents? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Well, let me give a little bit of context. So the first time I read this question, I was kind of like, I, I was, I wasn't sure what, what they were getting at. And then I realized they're specifically referring to this, this Medicaid divorce. And the reason for it is Medicaid divorce, when, when two people are married and they have a significant amount of assets, but maybe they don't have enough to cover long-term care costs, Medicaid does not uh, outright cover the cost of long-term care being in a, in a nursing home facility. And so what happens is if you have to go into a Medicaid facility, the government requires you to spend down the individual in need of long-term care has to spend theirs down to within almost nothing. And then the spouse has to spend theirs down to within a number that is, it's, it's very low. So Medicaid divorce is a, is a legal way of getting divorced and separating your assets so that the spouse who does not need the Medicaid can essentially qualify for Medicaid, qualify to have those long-term care costs covered, and then the other spouse doesn't have to spend their retirement assets and second homes and everything into oblivion. So that's kind of the the background behind it. Uh, I appreciate you doing that research because I've never heard of that, but it makes complete sense why somebody would consider doing that. Yeah. So- Obviously, you have a whole bunch of of questions. One is this a couple that was married from the very from you know their twenties and now they're in their late late sixties and they're you know they didn't potentially save for those or or take care of those long term care costs and now they're trying to avoid Medicaid uh, or trying to use Medicaid to pay for for something that they didn't save for. Or are you talking about uh, a second marriage situation where someone came into a second marriage and one of the one of the spouses had a significant amount of assets and they're going, well, I didn't come into this. Now I'm going to have to lose everything. You know, there there's a lot of questions to be asked here because the reason for the spend down law is because the the Medicaid costs for your your long-term care costs could exceed hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that mm. comes out of, you know, the the cash strapped government, you know, state budgets and federal government budget. So that's one question. I would say in terms of the Medicaid divorce, partly an issue of conscience. It's an issue to take up with, this is really a question for an attorney, for an estate attorney, for a a family attorney, things like that. And I would also recommends, you know, somebody do something like this with, with a Christian law firm, somebody that has kind of looked at this and looked at the ethical implications of it, because I don't, you know, you, you summed it up with, I don't know. And, (laughs) and I would say, again, so many of these questions are really issues of, of discernment and conscience and getting understanding what are all the issues involved in this? And then is it still, can I still with a clean conscience move forward with this this decision? Mm. But yes, it is legal. Then the question becomes, what do you, what's your view of marriage? Really, that is the final question. Yeah. So um, the whole cultural aspect of marriage is about perception, because I want to do something and then have what I and then have people's perception be accurate to what I do. So it could be, you know, it could be posed. Um, what if I get divorced legally, but nobody knows about it? Mm-hmm. Like we're still together. We still wear our wedding rings. We're still doing all the things that we do. We just file separately for our taxes and. Um, it, it's a quiet legal thing that nobody ever really knows about. Um, so there is no 
misperception. Mm-hmm. This, this would be one of those situations where I would probably, like you said, I'd want to call a lawyer. I'd want to call a pastor mm-hmm. and make sure that I'm not doing anything illegal. Make sure that in no way, shape, or form is my uh, marriage vow to my spouse in jeopardy at all. Mm-hmm. Make sure both partners are okay with this procedure. Um, and then I also want to make sure in terms of long-term things, um, there's this issue, but then what are the, what are the other long-term issues? Mm-hmm. Like if one of the spouses dies, um, assets, retirement, et cetera, um, just putting all that together to make sure that um, you may protect yourself now, but then do greater harm later. The, I, I just can't answer any of that. A financial mm-hmm. advisor would be somebody you'd want to bring into that process too, to see how far the implications of this, of this decision actually go. I yeah. can't speak to that. Yeah. So let me just add one other question in terms of the ethical consideration is if we're looking at it from a from a marital perspective from the the governmental the civil aspect of it have you spent your entire life with the tax code benefiting from the benefit of being married having a combined income tax rate and then now as you get into your 60s and you've paid lower taxes into medicaid based on all that and then you're getting into your 60s and all of a sudden you're saying I don't want to cover the costs of my Medicaid. I want that to also be on the government that I've benefited from paying lower taxes through marriage. And now I'm going to dissolve my marriage in order to require the government to pay for my medical expenses. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you one way or the other is wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I think that is a question to be considered. Yeah. I work out of this assumption. I could be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just put it out there. But my assumption is the least amount of money I can give to the government, the better. And the more loopholes I can walk through where my integrity is not compromised and I don't break the law. Yeah. For example, I put in every deduction I can. So I give them the least amount yeah. of money, you know, anything that I can do to do that. I'm inclined to do that mm-hmm. as long as I'm not breaking God's law. I'm not being immoral, unethical. I don't mm-hmm. have to lie anywhere. Yeah. Um, if part of the divorce required you to say we're actually separating, but you're not going to, well, that would be a lie. That would be the mm-hmm. whole thing would be built on a sham. You know, yeah. it's interesting though, that the government has not stopped this loophole. I feel like this would be a costly loophole for the government, and I guess that's on them for not doing it. But mm-hmm. I cannot give, in good conscience, a piece of advice to the person asking this question. Yeah. I can say to them, what is marriage? Define that. Yes. Get some advice, and we're not the ones to answer that. And <laughs> when, when I saw this question, when I saw this question, I immediately had five other questions. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to answer answer these questions inside of the box without kind of getting the broader context. Yep. So tough question. And wrestle through it with your pastor, wrestle through it with an advisor, wrestle through it with with a lawyer. All right, tomorrow, uh, Pastor Tim is going to be back with us. And uh, the question today, tomorrow, is going to be, should parents bring their kids to watch the new Beauty and the Beast movie? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes. How much much more can we describe here? (laughs) So we'll see you tomorrow. Pastor Tim will be with us. Bye-bye.